This episode, we're talking CGI Eagles, catchy metal songs, and making sweet, sweet peace. That's right. Plus, the show that was pure Bantha Poodoo, and with a touch of West Side Sorry. That's coming up on After Five. Welcome to the After Five Podcast, the time for catching up on video games, music, movies, and TV after work. I'm Landon. And I'm Hans. Hans, what's going on, man? It's been Not, a it's been a minute. It has. It's been a few minutes and uh, It's always been a minute. <laughs> it's always been a minute, yeah. About a month of a minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh what what you been up to, man? Uh see so you got some new pinball tables back there. I do. I know. I uh, actually cleaned this out since last time. I had a bunch of like stuff in there. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I can see it. I can see it. Physically in the closet. So um, you've converted it to a full arcade. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, I just need a uh, popcorn machine. Some of those like neon carpet with like sticky gum everywhere. And uh, yeah, so it's 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 on its way. You know, that's part of the uh, the whole pandemic. Uh, special that came upon this office so <laughs> the journey from the pandemic huh? yes yes it's i mean you're, you're really realizing every like 90s kids dreams right now I so I, I mean i wouldn't i'd be lying if i said i wasn't a little bit jealous yeah i mean i have a whole stack of pogs over here i mean it, <laughs> we're, we're gonna go pretty crazy and you know in a little yeah. bit after this yeah break out the beanie babies maybe the, the uh the tamagotchi pets and stuff you know it's it's gonna be wild that's a separate podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's uh that's after nineties. <laughs> okay. I love the nineties. <laughs> hey, save the singing for later. We've oh, got sorry. uh we've got we, we've got our some, musical number. Yeah, we've got to test out our musical uh voices later. So yeah, uh today we get to uh talk about two uh I wouldn't say two of our favorite shows, two shows that we've both recently watched, one mm-hmm. of which has become, I think it's safe to say, one of our favorites, and one not so much. No. One we kind of wish we not had not seen or wish they would have done better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One of those two things for Hashtag sure. Hashtag do better. <laughs> do boba. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spoiled it. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do you want to tell our audience uh, what those two shows are? Yeah. We're going to be talking about uh, the new uh, Peacemaker show, uh, which is yeah. on HBO Max uh, with directed and written by James Gunn. Uh, starring John cool. Cena. If you can't see him, he does a really good performance. <laughs> you seen him? Yeah, you seen him. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to be talking about the Book of Boba Fett, uh, which was on Disney Plus, and uh, just what we didn't like about it, and maybe some things we did like about it. So yeah, maybe like maybe half, one or two, half of one thing. Yeah, maybe two episodes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So spoilers, obviously we, uh, you know, that that's the one we weren't too crazy about. Mm-hmm. Um, and why don't we start with that one? Because, you know, we always like to end our show on a positive note. That's Things true. That we, something that we did like, you know, that we want to spread the joy. Yeah. So, so uh, what would you say uh, your favorite thing about the Book of Boba Fett was? Uh, let's see. Um, I would say that it was not the Book of Boba Fett, that it was actually Mandalorian <laughs> season uh, 2.5. That's that was true. my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> the Mando and, of course, Grogu were like 
the the highlights of oh, yeah. the show. When the Mandalorian's episode came out, uh obviously spoilers, um we my wife and I were just like so excited and like I mean that whole episode just felt so much more interesting than the entire season to me. Yeah. And uh I think it just boils down to the fact that they nailed the Mandalorian's character development so so much, you know? And yeah. like we just inherently care so much more about the Mandalorian than anybody else in the show. And yeah. of course Grogu. Yeah. You and I were talking about how uh we have like a, a <laughs> like we can't resist how cutie is like we want to hate him so bad like, you, we it, know what, what it, we know what they're doing and how they're just exactly. using the cuteness but it's like you just still can't resist how how adorable you know grogu is who could i mean yeah only monsters impossible. i think yeah, it's true um but yeah i i agree it's it was uh it's funny because the mandalorian uh i mean all of a sudden just they what was it two episodes that was just the mandalorian and it was just yeah. out of left field. It didn't, it felt like it didn't even need to be there. And we probably should have been mad that it interrupted <laughs> the book of Boba Fett, but like, but it, was it was like a welcome interruption. It was honestly the best thing. Like just uh, the direction by um, uh, Ron Howard's daughter too. Uh, what, gosh, what's her name? Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. She was, she did an amazing job. Um, she did a really good job. I th- her last episode that she directed in uh, the Mandalorian, it was the one with the farmers, w- where he taught him to revolt. It just felt oh, a little, right. it felt a little cliche and kind of been there, but so maybe she got like a bad hand, uh, an uninteresting story to direct. Yeah, for um, sure. But man, uh, that was one of the strongest episodes. And um, I loved seeing everyone back. Um, I loved that he had the dark saber. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he was learning how to, to deal with it. Wheeled and, it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even that, that one, uh, the brute wanted the dark saber from him and, Right. Um, yeah, there was and and especially when they made the little when he made the gift for Grogu. Yeah. Um, and we were all like, what did he make? Is it a little chain? Is it like <laughs> like a little, a little gold chain? A gold chain around his neck, maybe like a little clock or something or just says Mando uh, on it. Yeah. <laughs> Mando and Grogu forever. It has like a little little hearts that that go together like Don't forget they me. break apart. Yeah. Never forget me. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> But uh, it was cool seeing Luke. The CG felt pr- pretty good. Um, uh, it was interesting. Uh, I mean, I, it was just a fun episode, a couple episodes. Um, I, I, I think agree. that was my favorite. Um, for the, the, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much where my pros really ended. Um, yeah. I don't know about yeah. you. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. The only other, I mean, I guess this sort of falls under the con list is um, Luke still looked a little bit off yeah. and like honestly i'm in that club that thinks sebastian stan should just play luke <laughs> uh, luke skywalker yeah. yeah and so i was like excited at the thought i was like is that gonna be Se- sebastian stan and they just did the cg again yeah. and I'm like just let him go man like you know we all know who luke is mm-hmm. it's it's okay if you cast another uh, another luke you know I think I noticed uh, when he was talking, that's when it started. The illusion started to fade. So I noticed in this one, they were a yeah. lot smarter. And so they didn't have him talk quite as much. Or <laughs> when, when he talked, it like showed the back of his head or it. Right, right. So they, they kind of knew that it wasn't working, which is weird because like you watch like YouTube or TikTok and they do deep fake videos that look insanely accurate. 
Right. Like, so much better. I'm like, how did <laughs> Lucasfilm not do this? Like, I mean, they have like this huge budget. So yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think their VFX department just kind of like, uh, you know, cashed it in for yeah, that. That's true. Um, so for the cons for me, um, overall, I think just Robert Rodriguez was the biggest con. Um, he is a con. Yeah. <laughs> He's a con artist. Yeah, he is. <laughs> or whatever the opposite of an artist is. Yeah, yeah. A con non-artist, I think. I mean, <laughs> he was bringing that Spy Kids vibe into it. And I'm oh, like, man, so hard. It was so I mean, bad. Complete with the stop motion, like, puppets. And, like, he actually had stop motion puppets in there at some point. Yeah. And I'm like, we get it, dude. It's not cute anymore. <laughs> like, it's this is Star Wars. We want Star Wars, you know? Yeah. I, I think it, it, it there were just so many bad decisions on his part and um, just the story, how the pacing was bad um, going back and forth between flashbacks was so just like, I'm like, we get it. He learned how to love from the sand people, which is kind of a <laughs> weird thing. It's like a weird novella. Like, you know, <laughs> it really is. And like, are the sand people are the um, what are they called again? The Tuscan uh, Raiders, Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Are they really? characters that people care about like i i, I, I think they're i i like i liked how they uh they made them a little more um because they were always these weird nomadic tribes right out, out in the uh the desert that attacked luke or would attack people um, right and i did like how they tried to humanize them or alienize them <laughs> i don't know them. <laughs> tuscan raiders of the lost ark i don't, I don't know um, so i liked how they tried to delve into that a little bit more um but it was ultimately like, I just don't care. And it was weird. And um, it just, I don't, that's not what I wanted to see. And yeah. And the weird, I, I part don't think f- anybody wanted to see that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the weird part is in the Mandalorian season, Boba Fett comes back, he gets his armor. He's like a yeah. total badass. Um, right. And, and he just like, is just ruthless. He does all these yeah. things. And this, that's all after he got out of the Sarlacc pit. And then in, in somehow in um, book of Boba Fett, He's kind of laid back. He's kind of like, like there was a line where he said to, um, who is his sidekick? Uh, the, but he does a line where she like threatens to kill someone if they don't go in there, if they can't go into the talk to the mayor. And he's like, don't you think that's a little, uh, intense or something like that? I'm like, (laughs) you just straight up killed Bib Fortuna. You know, the last guy who was running, (laughs) um, Boba Fett or who was running Jabba the Hutt's palace. Right. And um, that's how the season ended of Mandalorian, which is a right. pretty gutsy thing. And right. you're like, you were very rude to that that receptionist. <laughs> Just because I killed one man doesn't mean you got to be rude to everyone. Mind your please <laughs> and thank yous. <laughs> Fennec Shand, by the way, is his ah, sidekick name. Yeah, and yes. it was weird Shout because- out to Google. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Google, for always having our back. Google's our like friends. our- uh, our announcer, uh, you know, on the side <laughs> That's for right. our talk show, you know, who's just always our producer, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Produced by Google. Sorry, but, go ahead. But it was weird because he was like, he was just kind of stupid. And I mean, I get that, that like, he didn't know how to do anything like, cause he's like, it's him being a bounty hunter and he wants to form an empire of his own or like a collect collective or whatever it was. And, uh, and she's like, She's like, no, Boba, you have to do this. He's like, oh, I think we should do this. And she's like, no, you shouldn't do that, Boba, because this will happen. Boba. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. That's my Boba. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was just kind yeah. of weird where 
it just just that happened all the time. Like he just wasn't ruthless. And I know they tried bringing in that Tuscan Raider story to show like that he learned compassion and a group, but that he learned that after. Like he didn't learn that. If he would have learned that before, that would have made more sense. Right. Uh, he learned it after, and then when he came back and was like super tough and did all that stuff. Like he had learned all that before. So it was just a weird back and forth. <laughs> it's a weird disconnect for sure. And also like, do we have to spend that much time Ugh. like learning his backstory? It wasn't that complex of a backstory. Well, like, the, the, the problem we could have is, covered it in two episodes. <laughs> what would have been cool is if it would have shown what happened ever since in um, Star Wars episode yes. two, when his dad got his head cut off and then it's like, where did he go from there? I wanted yeah. to know from that. And his childhood story. Yeah, because the crazy part is like they basically filled in all the blanks that Mandalorian already told us. Right, right. Like, that he got his armor back and then he got out of there. It's like I didn't need to see him getting out of there, out of the uh, the, Sarlacc know, the, pit. the Sarlacc pit. I mean, we kind of assumed that he did. Well, not to mention, again, to your point, they could have easily covered his childhood and then covered this coming out of the Sarlacc pit in like an episode or two. Right. We didn't need four to five episodes of him crawling <laughs> right. out of the Sarlacc pit, trudging through the desert for like 30 minutes straight. Uh, and so then, long. you know, meeting the sand people like we just didn't need all of that. We didn't need him like fighting against the sand people before joining them. Like we get it. Like those aren't things you have to spell out, you know? Right. Right. It's like having a Batman episode of his family getting killed for the entire episode, the entire episode. Exactly. And then and like, like him the just episode, crying yeah. 30, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Him, him talking to the police for 30 minutes, you know, after the scene of the crime, it's like, we get it. We get I it. I think guys. he looked like a clown. I don't know. Yeah. He said something about the pale moonlight. I don't know. I don't know. It could have been me. Um, but yeah. But yeah. And, and the whole thing is like after doing such a gutsy move of him killing the uh, Bib Fortuna, you know, um, Jabba's right hand man who is running it. He was just right. like, I want to be a good guy. I want to. And he's like, all of a sudden he cares about the people there. You're like, <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. Well, it's just weird. This isn't why you killed the, the yeah. leader. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's like no one joins like ahead of the mafia to be like, you know, I'm just really uh, concerned about the, the little widows out and orphans out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, you know, it's like Scarface. If he was like, he's like, now that I killed all my competition, I could help all the small people, you know? Like, <laughs> exactly. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I think that's, that's uh, a huge point here is that he is like uh, one of those characters. I think people almost love to hate, not, not hate, but like, He's a he's a villain that people love. You know what I mean? Right, right. Or he was a villain that people loved. Yeah, he's a mercenary. Right. And they turn him into a good guy. Right. And like that just takes away all of the interest there. It's like, well, I didn't want him to be a hero. I wanted him to be the badass bounty hunter that he was, you know, in the previous movies. I wonder how much of that is actually Disney doing that, saying you can't have a, a, a story about a morally complex person. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like We can't have him killing people. <laughs> right. Well, he needs to feel sorry about it a little bit, you know? <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's for me, it's just like, and the thing that really made me mad, and this gets me mad about superhero stuff is where they don't wear their costume ever. The dude just oh. takes off his helmet every chance he gets. And yeah. we see his stupid round Charlie Brown head, <laughs> like his just looking out there. I'm like, first of all, like he had all those scars uh, from the Sarlacc pit. Right. And it's like, you want to show that off? I mean, you have even yeah. more of a reason to wear a mask right now. 
Well, he's got his little uh, spa, um, whatever it's called. The back to his tank. healing spa. Yeah. yeah, back to tank. And, uh, you know, so I, I guess that's what healed him. But still, even regardless, like, again, we didn't come to see this this guy. Mm-hmm. We came to see Boba Fett with his helmet be a badass. Like, the moments in the finale where he's flying around and shooting, I'm like, that should have been the whole season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. That's what people came here for. Yeah. You know? But he just sat around and was like playing politics the entire time. Like, who yeah. cares about that? You know? <laughs> yeah. That's why people hated the prequels so much because it was so political. Yeah. But um, yeah. And then we also have to talk about. L- let me know if you if you uh, if you know what this means. Okay. Hey, cool cats. We told you this was going to be a musical episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For those who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the speeder bike gang. Oh, yeah. The kids who the the literal, literal rowdy uh, ragamuffins that hang around. And I got to say, they are the cleanest uh, teenagers <laughs> living supposedly in poverty um, right. in a, a desert planet like. How yeah. is their Power Ranger vehicles? Uh, how are they so clean? Like, I mean, they're all shiny in fifties. I get it. Like how, you know, Ugh. the 1950s is like an inspiration and stuff with that, but my God, it was so bad. And it felt so out of place though. The, they're, they're 19, they're cruiser bikes, you know, like why it just felt so cheesy and like, it just fell out of place for Star Wars. God, and that, that chase scene was the worst chasing in the streets it felt like that seinfeld episode where george has that like old that walker or what is that little the old <laughs> the person scooter, the rascal the scooter yeah yeah where he's driving it and he's getting chased by a bunch of like 90 year old right. people it felt like and other rascals it, yeah it was so slow and like yeah. god it looked so dumb and and first of all like <laughs> you're telling me they have that uh that redhead chick with the whitest skin in the world who lives in like tatooine it's like she doesn't even have sunburn yeah what the heck like (laughs) like a redhead would like die in Tatooine. like (laughs) they wouldn't survive that's the quote the back of the box quote for this episode (laughs) but no it's so true and just the whole vibe of them like i didn't i didn't much like many of the characters in this show i didn't feel for them at all i didn't i didn't have any connection to them whatsoever they just felt like annoying uh street toughs that were like helping Boba Fett for some reason. And then like, I didn't feel for their homes being destroyed, whatever their story was. I don't even remember. I think they said, uh, the, the guys charged water too much or something like that. Or oh, those it was poor just, kids. It was just something <laughs> stupid where he just like drafted them. And then he drafted like the, the, the Gamoran pig guards. And it's just like, he just latched, latched on to anybody. It was weird. It was like, Hey, you want to join my group? Like, it just felt like, I don't know, like he should be this legendary character. And he's just like this guy. Yeah. Like, hey, want to join my club? It's going to be really you wanna, fun. You guys want to go hang out for a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take our helmets off and talk a lot about politics. <laughs> Seriously, man. Um, yeah. Just so many moments that I felt like they, they so many missed opportunities. Like aside from the backstory too, like Boba's backstory. Uh, like the whole thing with the huts. I thought that was so cool when they introduced the huts, uh, the, yeah. the hut cousins, I guess. Yeah. And then they just kind of went away. And I yeah. was like, <laughs> yeah. 
again, one of the more interesting parts of the show just gone yeah. for, you know, it just felt like the new trilogy where they, it just felt like they didn't have a plan and they were just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Everything was just so convenient. Like, seat of their speeder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the seat of their tunics, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. but everything was so convenient and it happened because it should, ha- they wanted to, wanted it to happen. And they're like, it was kind of like the, um, the very last, the um, very last star Wars sequel where just they basically fall into the plot and you're like, right. how did they, how did they get this? And they, Oh, this goes <laughs> here. So they, they can here? go here. And so right. they can do that. And so it's just like, nothing really makes sense, but it just feels like amateur uh, writing. Like even the, the rancor Absolutely. was cool, but then like, so they try to kill him with the, the black, um, black, uh, cash, or che- Chewbacca. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, the black guy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Wookiee, of course. The Wookiee. There we go. Yeah. Um. So like when they sent him to kill him and they're like, oh, sorry about that. Well, here's a rancor. So we're going now. And it just felt really just kind of nothing makes sense. Um, it was just even, awkward. Even that character felt that the, the black Wookiee felt so wasted. Like he's such a cool, like he looks so cool. And yeah. all he did was just like, you know, and yeah. just like. <laughs> raise his arms and then throw people across the room. Gosh. Or what about when he's throwing uh Boba Fett, like in a diaper around, <laughs> around. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? And then his little Back street, diaper. And then the street gang comes and then they have like the little switch blades and they're like, they're holding their own up against him. How is this happening? Like yeah. it was so West side story. Like I just don't understand oh, it. Man. The whole thing. Yeah. I didn't understand any of it. And yeah. I also just have to nitpick the Wookiee thing. Uh, it, it, I think they've established this idea that, you know, the way the Wookiees talk or communicate is like Chewbacca, like with the, you know, like I can't do it, but yeah. the like, you know, warbly kind of growl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, something like that. Less telephony, but yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> Hello? Oh, a Wookiee phone. I could do a Wookiee phone. I could have a Wookiee phone. But the black Wookiee didn't make that noise at all. He was just like, you know, I was like, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I belching. get that, like, <laughs> yeah, I get that they're supposed to be like different, but I also felt like this is a Wookiee. That's the sound a Wookiee supposed to make, you know? Yeah. So that, that kind of bothered me too. I know he's uh, from, I think a comic book is, and so him and Boba Fett uh, yeah. had either fought together or fought against each other or something like that. So they, they brought in some stuff like, it's weird because it's one of those things where I feel like the story, the story writing and might have been better because I know uh, Dave Filoni um, and uh, John Favreau wrote it. And um, it's it only made up names. Yeah, it, it totally does. <laughs> Dave Filoni and John Favreau. <laughs> Favroni. <laughs> Dave Favreau. And um, Steve Baloney. <laughs> it's the one of the names that George Costanza makes up for his uh, alter ego. <laughs> The art vandalay. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, it just it so like the idea, I guess, kind of is like kind of cool, but it just feels like it just wasn't brought or realized or right. It felt like a good proof, like a, a, a good run through, like the first draft. Like right. That's what it felt exactly. like. Exactly. It totally felt like a first draft. And uh yeah, it just it just felt like so much wasted opportunity, including Cad Bane. Like yeah. I love the way he looked. He was yeah. such a cool looking character. Yeah. But I felt like I didn't know anything about him. And he was just no. like, he just had a cool voice. And then yeah. I, I do have to say, I felt bad for the actor 
Like that was one of those moments where you could tell like he, the poor guy was just trying to like fit his lips over the sharp teeth, you know, (laughs) or you could see it's just him like, (laughs) like, you know, moving those curling his lips over the teeth. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, such a cool character with such little potential. Yeah. It was weird because they, they did a really bad job of explaining, I guess in the clone wars animated show, I'd watched, I think like two or three seasons, but this, I, I think Boba Fett and him had had like a duel previously, but that's what I heard. Yeah. I wish they would have done like a flashback or recreation of it or something. I mean, or at least like a callback, you know, like a, Oh, we meet again type of thing, you know? And it was weird at the very end where it felt like they did the whole Tusken Raider thing and like how they killed it. He's all, I guess what? I killed those Tusken Raiders. Ha ha ha. Yeah. it, It was so just like, I don't know. It After just felt so weird. And it's like, I don't care anymore. Like, yeah. why, why are you telling us this? It's almost over. Absolutely. And speaking of which him pulling out that, um, you know, that weapon, that spear at the end too. I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah, I know <laughs> we can see your whole outfit. Yeah. There's no spear <laughs> sticking out. <laughs> at least not that I noticed. Maybe it was there, but I'm just like, did he literally just pull that out of his butt? Like, you know, he's like, oh, look what I, I think got. he literally did. <laughs> I think in conclusion, you know, just kind of a disappointment. And I think a lot of Star Wars fans and, and just people who are remotely interested in Star Wars probably felt the same. It just yeah. felt like such a wasted opportunity for such a beloved character. Yeah, it sucks, too, because Tamora Morrison, like, I feel like, I mean, he's kind of like a Dave Bautista, like you... They have that one note and you have to learn right. as a director, you have to know how to, to use that one note perfectly. Um, Dave Batista, he's shown he has a little bit more uh, like later on um, kind of with yeah. uh, like what he's in the, with the, the uh, not the in newest Dune. James Bond, but yeah, he was in Dune, James Bond. Yeah. He was even in Blade Runner. Um, so right. he, he, I mean, he has some more range than that, but I think he's yeah. one of those actors. You need to know how to use him. And with Tamora Morrison, like, like I just, they didn't know how to use him. And I right. feel like that was George Lucas's problem with the prequels is like he had like Hayden Christensen and even Natalie Portman seemed like a bad actress in that series. Right. <laughs> um, the totally. only one who came out smelling good uh, like roses was Ewan McGregor. Like he was right. just, and Liam Neeson did pretty good too. I thought, yeah, uh, Sam Jackson also, but, um, but yeah, it was just one of those ones where you're just like, you just like, you didn't know what you had or you didn't know how to use it. So you just felt totally. a little off. Yeah, I completely agree that he felt like one note. I think that's a great way to put it. Like he just felt like, you know, you didn't know when he was happy or sad or angry or, you know, like uh, disturbed or whatever, you know, he's just like kind of like, yes, I'm here and we're going to do things today. (laughs) Yeah, he was a disappointing. He was a disappointed grandpa. You know, he was. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Your your grandmother and I are very disappointed with you. (laughs) Yeah, it was very interesting. And like, yeah. We could go on and on, but uh, alas, we have more exciting things to talk about. We do. Peacemaker, which was Mm -hmm. the complete opposite of Boba Fett. It was everything... I wanted in a TV show. It was exciting. It was hilarious. It was, uh, you felt for the characters. I don't want to spoil too much, but my goodness, it was, uh, a pleasant surprise 
for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's funny because, uh, the suicide squad, um, the new James Gunn movie. I love that one. Um, <laughs> the only suicide squad we talk about anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 seriously. Um, but I loved how they, um, the tone of everything. I love how it was like super bloody. Um, I loved how, um, even peacemaker, like he's his character who he had a comic book, maybe in the early nineties, late eighties. And, oh wow, that that far back, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and he was just—they did nothing with him uh, up, probably up until even maybe, maybe a couple months before the Suicide Squad movie. Interesting. Uh, they had put him in the Suicide Squad in the comic books too, and uh, he w- obviously wasn't as like a comic uh, as as funny as he is in in there. And right, um, but he is. They it's a version of him on there, and uh, it was just really cool seeing the continuation. Um, and it's, it felt the same, but it, this was a little more flipped comedy wise. Um, but totally, it, but it didn't feel any less serious, which is what I loved about it too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, so you had been raving about it. You'd, you'd watch the first two episodes, I think. Yeah. They were like, yeah, all yeah, three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And, uh, you know, even first episode, I was like, that was entertaining, but I still wasn't completely sold on it, but we just like loved it the more we watched it and to your point like it it did such a great job such an effective job of like explaining this character and and like painting him in a certain light i mean even in the first episode you get that he's kind of this like old school racist bigot you know (laughs) that he doesn't like know how to interact with people and like kind of a sexist you know um misogynist you know it's just a douchey, douchey character. And then you meet his, yeah. and then you meet his dad and you're like, Oh yeah, I guess he's not so bad or yeah, or, exactly. I, I, I guess that makes, I guess uh, it makes a lot more sense. It's like, I think I, right. I heard a comedian Absolutely. say like when you meet someone's parents, it's like an instruction manual on, on their kids. You're right. like, <laughs> you're like, Oh, okay. I see why your kids like this now. You know, it's like the ingredients list, you know, <laughs> it it's, is. it's how they were made. It's like, yeah. Oh, okay. This, this makes sense. <laughs> it's but yeah, absolutely. Sense. And like you kind of hate them both, but then like as the show goes on, you start to like Peacemaker more and more and understand more about him and the character, other characters start to, I mean, spoilers, start to like him more and more as well. Mm -hmm. And um, like, it's amazing that they were able to do that. Like, again, this is a 180 from Boba Fett where they were able to make you care so much for Peacemaker and all these other seemingly random characters Mm-hmm. And, you know, Star Wars can even make you care about a beloved character. <laughs> <laughs> Characters that you love already. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. It's funny because um, I loved Peacemaker versus uh, Idris Elba's character. Um, gosh, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm blanking on it. Um, but his character, the two of them, they just like they had this rivalry. And I loved how they had, did that. And um, in this one, like you, you're, you kind of start off like wanting to hate peacemaker too because he killed rick flag in the last one right right um, and so he kind of and that but what's cool about it is that's kind of the the linchpin that makes him kind of reconsider things and um, right he's still pretty messed up so he's not going to do like a like a you know a total total 180 or anything like that right right but you know he's like in his own way he's making his changes and stuff and he's trying to be better so i liked how it was a little bit more realistic that way and even though like i liked how like People, him and uh, Vigilante were just so kind of stupid and <laughs> yeah. broed out. But but that was part of the charm of it, like how just right. dumb dumb they were sometimes. Exactly. And, um, I, I did like it how uh, I, I, the problem I had with Marvel movies and even James Gunn Marvel 
it's like they're always winking at the camera. They're like, oh, right. did you see what we did there? Or, right, right. Or like they'll they'll have a joke or they'll have something serious followed by a joke. And I, I right. they didn't really do that here. It felt, everything felt like it, like when something happened, it, it was like, well felt paced. like it really happened. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. The action was... Uh, came at the right times and the comedy came at the right times, I think. And the, the serious moments. Yeah. And uh, again, I think that all contributed to like helping you feel for those characters. Yeah. Um, super well done. And speaking of vigilante too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was so good. One of the best characters, possibly my favorite character. He started getting a little like too dumb towards the end of the series. I thought, yeah, yeah. but, um, but I thought he was, I mean, Everything he said was just so stupid. He's just that character again. You love to hate. You're just like God. I, you're so dumb. I, I liked that. I did like that one part where he uh, broke into the jail. Uh, and he just <laughs> yeah. he, all, all those officers are eating outside, and he grabs a uh, trash can <laughs> and throws it against the jail window. Right. And so then they throw him in there, and then he beats up all the racists and the white yeah. supremacists and stuff. That was, that was pretty was so awesome. Funny. Yeah, uh, but yeah. the. I, even the the thing where he at the very I think it's the second to last episode where where they need uh, to go to the vet and and so he was the one he's like okay he's all these vets know who we are we should kill him right and they're like <laughs> they're like no let's not kill him let's just tie right. him up and he goes okay yeah. well we need to use we can't use masking tape because it'll chafe them and, and then the, <laughs> and they're like and you're worried like, about chafing them the, the, you're you're worried about chafing them when you were just ready to kill them and he thinks about it he goes yes. <laughs> Yes. It's so good, man. And he, it's, it's again, a testament to their writing, how like consistent it is, how he just has bloodlust. Like he just wants to like kill. He just loves killing. Yeah. And you know, it's, it almost doesn't matter if, it, if they're good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a fine line, you know, that, that it was funny when uh peacemaker starts to freeze up on the sniper gun when he's trying to kill that the yeah. politician's family. And Vigilante goes, here you go. Just move out of the way. And he starts whistling. Yeah. And he's like shooting the f- entire family in the head, just yeah, whistling. Kids, and it doesn't affect the... them at all. Yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 was, it was pretty funny, though. I, I thought it was it was just done so well. Um, even the intro yeah. song and the video was just so funny. <laughs> I loved the obscure 80s metal songs. And uh, yeah, just I mean, and then they had some really, uh, you know, famous ones, too. They had Motley Crue and stuff also. But um, For sure. I guess I guess the main song is uh, by like a Swedish, um, some Swedish band or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Well, they somehow found one that's like, so that gets you hooked. Like everybody I think loves it. (laughs) I never skipped it. Yeah. (laughs) I did a couple of times. I'll admit, but the intro was so good. It's just so bizarre too. And it's so funny because the first time you watch it, you're like, what is this? (laughs) And then you just, you start like jamming along. And I think the fact that everybody is so into it, like they're ser- all of very the characters serious. are so into it. I think that's what makes it so fun is like you got every single character, even the racist dad dancing, you know what yeah, I mean? And it's the just hip thrust. Yeah. <laughs> and even, I Which love, is appropriate for him. I love how they have the, um, the janitor from the very beginning. Who's yeah, yeah. School. he's dancing with it. And that old guy's like tap dancing in the back. The neighbor. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's, the they're all there. It's, it's so great. And the more I watch it, I think the more I enjoyed it. And it ends with judo master on his shoulder. <laughs> yes. It's, and it's let's so talk good. about the star of the show. Eagly was so funny. Like, Oh man. Okay. I don't know if you're being facetious right now, but Eagly is, 
No, incredible. I loved Eagly. I loved him. And not to mention, can we talk about the effects for Eagly? Like, I thought, yeah. okay, I didn't think it was a real eagle, but I thought it was like an animatronic eagle at first. And I was floored to find out that it was CG. Like, it looks yeah. so convincing. It looked amazing. I loved, I loved just, just how he walked and it was so cool. Everything. Even like him taking out people's eyes and stuff like, and we um, can't forget him hugging, you know, peacemaker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wrapping his I love how wings around him, his wings around. I love how they, he did that at the beginning. And, and the first thing peacemaker was like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? And he, <laughs> and he didn't that's get totally that picture. Something do. Yeah. He yeah. didn't get the picture, but then like, at the very end, that was the thing that made Adebayo uh, be like, okay, I, yes. need to, I need to see this through. And That was awesome. I, I know spoilers at the end, but I loved all the different helmets he had and the, all that, that his dad made and all the different yeah. things. Like he's all, this one gives you scabies if you wear it. <laughs> and he's like, why would anyone want scabies? He's all, every exactly. man needs scabies once in their life or something like that. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, Eagly oh. was incredible. I, I was so impressed with Eagly, just how they just the technical side of it, how they pulled it off. Cause it was so convincing and obviously, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody believed it was a real Eagle, but it was just, the I, fact I did that a it, couple of times, man. It was, I mean, it was pretty realistic. <laughs> Nothing personal then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> idiots. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Morons. Um, <laughs> but the fact that it was, it just felt so integrated into the story and integrated into the world. Like you didn't think twice about it. Yeah. You weren't like, Oh, this is some stupid effect, you know? It just it just yeah. felt right. I loved the line where he keeps saying, uh, "Just crinkle a chip bag or something to get them <laughs> yeah. to come in the car." <laughs> and it's so and he's like, like and he's like, "Why would you feed your your eagle chips?" <laughs> <laughs> but I think anybody with pets knows that how accurate that is. You know, it's like yeah, you open oh, yeah. the bag and and then you know tip tap <laughs> here and they it, come. What is it? What is the uh, what was the uh, the bearded guy like? Great uh, dye beard. What it, was his last name? The oh econ- yeah, the economist um, or yeah, economos or economos e- e- something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I, that was so he called him dye beard for the longest time. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the even beard that kept they made you gray. feel for. Yeah, you know, yeah, because even at the that- end where he had to act like he was taken over by the insects. And say yeah. why he dyed his beard like that. And everyone felt so bad for him. Yeah. Even I felt bad. I was like, yeah. man. But, you know, again, that's that's amazing that they're able to make you feel for a character like that. It's just well, like. What's crazy is uh, both uh, Harkoff. Or is it Harkoff or? Harcourt. Harcourt. Yeah. But the, but the two of them, they had such a small cameo um, in the Suicide Squad. And then yeah. you know, they were behind the scenes. And they were really good there, too. Uh, but I loved how they were able to basically make this their thing where they're part of the the stars of the show. That was so cool. I agree. I thought like, I actually had to look it up because I'm like, are these the same people from the suicide squad? Cause like, that's so awesome that they did that. And sure enough, they were. And going Um, from like the smallest role to like having a whole show about them. That's what I love about, about that because HBO has been talking about that. Like having like a, like a Gotham uh, PD show, um, oh right like on hbo and you're like okay that could work and then they're i think they're talking about having one for, with the penguin um where you're like okay, oh, okay that could work too um but seeing stuff like this with james gunn and stuff you're like okay i can really see that this like happening totally and again it's just a testament to the to the writing and the fact that they could make you feel for all of these seemingly insignificant characters like yeah Hardcore Economos, uh, Adebayo, you know, like yeah. all of these people you're like, I mean, Adebayo wasn't in the previous 
Who uh, who was the uh, the main leader? He was really good too. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Mern was was the yeah, character's Mern. name. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking at his the actor's name right now, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was great. But he too. was great too. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, they just they nailed it. It was such a solid show. It was so enjoyable from start to finish. Super funny, super, uh, you know, you cared about the characters. It was super engaging. Uh, I even liked Ad- um, Adebayo, how she was talking about her dog. She'd always bring up her dog who loved to wear clothes. She loved to wear human clothes. And, so and she'd it, ask Harcourt like serious yeah. questions about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it had the little legs in the front where oh, man. like the fake human legs. It was so good. Yeah. Just, all the little jokes. And um, we, even judo master was really funny. Judo master is an actual character um, from DC lore. And I love how James Gunn, he'll bring like these stupid, the dumbest characters from like the seventies or even the silver (laughs) age of, of DC, um, like, like judo master and, um, javelin from suicide squad. Um, you know, the TK kid, the exploding kid or whatever the, you know, Nathan, his arms would come off, uh, and weasel, you know, just, he'd pick the, these characters that are just like no one wants and he makes something good into them. <laughs> yeah. Which is again, huge kudos to, to him for being able to do that. Yeah. I also found out um, this is not meant to be offensive by the way. This is just his character's name, but uh, judo master <laughs> played was the the same actor who played Inuit Andy on Kroll show. <laughs> oh really? Oh, yeah. Nice. He was, uh, he was in the, uh, the uh, Degrassi uh, parody called wheels ontario oh fun fact for anybody who uh, any crawl show fans out there very cool but uh yeah so let me ask you this any any cons uh did you have any anything that you didn't like about the show i mean i would say there was a few episodes that weren't directed by james gunn um that it wasn't um i think it was maybe episode four maybe or I think it felt a little bit like not much happened or it just felt it didn't feel as strong as the first three. Um, but it wasn't, it still was a fine stuff happened and it was still good. So it wasn't even a bad episode. It just wasn't like that, like nine or 10 level. It was like a right. seven or eight kind of thing. So, right. So what you're saying is James Gunn set the bar way too high. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, could you imagine having to follow that act though? Like, no, all right, we're no. coming right out the gate with James Gunn. And then we're coming in with Steve, <laughs> Steve Smith. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry guys. I tried sorry. my best. Oh man. You just needed a break. I apologize. <laughs> even that though. I mean, even, even the worst episodes of Peacemaker were better than oh, yeah. the best episodes of Boba. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Which is saying a lot. And yeah. again, obviously two different worlds, two different studios, but it just goes to show how, uh, the difference in writing talent, in my opinion. I, one thing that I did love too is how <laughs> Peacemaker, he's such so insecure that all the every time someone mentions another superhero, he makes up a lie about him. <laughs> right. And he goes like, they're like, oh yeah, Green Arrow. He's like, oh yeah, Green Arrow. He's he's into brony. He's a brony. And he, <laughs> right. he goes, he, he's the back end of the horse at the brony conventions. With <laughs> and so, and Aquaman, he says like he screws fish and stuff like that. Right. And then at the very end with, with Jason Momoa showing up so in the cool. Justice League and he's like, you're late, dicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I'm like, I mean, obviously it was a great payoff and in a hilarious moment, but I'm also like, why did they even come at that point? <laughs> you <Yeah. know>? yeah. <laughs> They're just yeah. standing around. They're like, ugh. 
I think because um, for one thing I was curious about that they didn't really answer is when the bugs like infest someone because there was that uh, I think it was the second or third episode where it showed literally like hundreds of thousands of bugs throughout the United States. Oh, yeah. Um, and I guess it didn't say that they they took over people's bodies and stuff. Um, but like it's like what happens when they're in that body? Does the, the host die as well? So is everyone screwed? Right. So I was a little bummed out that like the um, that's true. So some of the detectives that we got to know died. I mean, see, that's that's a testament of how good the the show was. It's like even the detectives, oh, even was, the aliens. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Didn't feel bad for the aliens. You even felt at the bad end. for the mastermind Goff. Uh, the the it, mastermind. That's what I'm saying. You know, when when Goff is explaining like why they came there and what they needed and all that, you're like, man, I actually don't want them to die. And then Peacemaker kills them all. Yeah, right. he does. I know. And it's funny at the end where he he basically keeps Goff alive and he kind of feeds Goff. Oh, true, food. true. That's right. And it's funny because he's the exact kind of person who would like keep a uh, like a dangerous animal just because he could have it. You know what I mean? He's like he's he the knows Tiger it King of the him. DC universe. Yeah, he totally is. So he knows all this like stuff, but he has to have it, have that like danger in his life or something. Yeah, like that. for sure. For sure. I think my only uh, con, I guess my only downside is uh I've been, and this is this is maybe just uh, the fact that I've been so accustomed to post-credit scenes, but there wasn't anything juicy there. There wasn't anything, no teasers or anything. They had the one post-credit scene that was like kind of a, it was like a continuation of an earlier scene with mm. uh, Vigilante. Was, uh, I think it showed um, one person surviving, did it? Or, or I heard someone survived. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see that. All I saw was the one with uh, maybe there was a second post credit scene. So my bad if I missed it. But uh, yeah, all I saw was uh, the one with uh, Vigilante. It was just kind of mm. like an extended scene. Oh, yeah. Him like riffing or something like that. Right, right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's I mean, that's really all my only gripe about it is just I would have loved, you know, a little nugget of something. But again, yeah. that's probably just be me, you know, after 20 plus years or whatever of uh, Marvel movies doing that. <laughs> That's true. And even, even Marvel's kind of slowed down on that. They really don't do very Thankfully. much. Yeah. But before it felt like, like they did really big things. Like um, I remember feel like Marvel, they did like, um, Oh, it's Sam Jackson and he wants to recruit you for the Avengers right. or right. like you see Thanos or something like that. Um, and now it's kind of like with uh, even with on Shang-Chi uh, Wong comes and goes, oh, we got to go here. We got to do this. And it just felt like that could be anything, really. Like it, there wasn't a revelation kind of thing. They've also just been kind of copping out and being like, oh, Dr. Strange will return. And I'm like, OK, we know that. I know I, yeah, I have yeah. an IMDb account. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say, although the Eternals, um, they did throw something out there, but I feel like no one cared because they're like. <laughs> Right. There was that. There was that Patton Oswald weird CGI. Yeah, like little goblin elf. It's thing. like they had like five thousand dollars left in the budget, and they're <laughs> yeah. like, "Let's see what yeah. we can squeeze out here." <laughs> uh, we can't. We don't have time to render it completely. Um, <laughs> right. But you know, it, people won't care. They'll be yeah. gone. It's be CG. A, They'll love it. They'll be in a popcorn coma at this time. <laughs> no one cares. And they'll have yeah, this sure. guy. Uh, gosh, what's who's the. Harry something, Harry, Harry Styles, Harry yeah. Styles. Yeah. Hairstyles. So, hairstyles. For short. <laughs> that, maybe that's what his name is. Hairstyles. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of the end of that one was, I mean, I guess they put something out there, but it was just like right. no one cared. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, now we're going to just talk about some stuff that we're excited about uh, what's coming up in the future. Um, Yeah. So, Landon, what are you excited for and looking forward to? Oh, man. So I'm looking forward to playing more Horizon Forbidden West. I've been playing it nonstop, pretty much, it feels like. And uh, it's been so much fun. I can't wait to play some more. So excited that it's here. Um, Now, you just beat the last one before it again, right? Like (laughs) I did. Yeah. I re- re 100 percented it because after the dlc came out it added more percentages <laughs> that's insane yeah but it wasn't too bad does it make you do all the side missions too or i had done all of those before and uh so really this t- this last time was just uh i mean i make it sound like it was quick but i had to like yeah. replay the game yeah and uh <laughs> how long did it take you, it? you think uh, probably only like five to six hours total. Um, oh, if you if you like skip all the cutscenes and rush through, it's it's really not too bad. Okay. So yeah, super excited for the new one. Um, kind of su- kind of excited for Gran Turismo Seven as well. Although I'm still a little skeptical about that because if it's too much of a racing sim, it's gonna lose me. So we'll see. Yeah. Playing that one by ear. But I'm also excited for Atlanta season three that's coming out oh, March yeah. 24th. Nice. I think. Um, so super pumped for that. We just, uh, I just introduced my wife to it. We just finished um, uh, seasons one and two and really excited for season three. I, it looks like it's debuting with a couple of episodes. So that'll be super, super exciting. Nice. Yeah. I watched the first couple. Ep- I think I watched maybe half of the first season, but I, I forget it by now. So I'm going to have to start over again. Uh, yeah. But I really liked that show too. That was good. Yeah. You've got a month. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, I'll binge watch it. Challenge accepted. Yes. And the last thing I think I'm excited for that's coming up relatively soon, I think, is the Moon Knight series. Speaking yes. of Marvel, uh, yes. that looks so good. I love Oscar Isaac, period. And uh, that's not his name, but um, <laughs> just just I like him regardless. And uh, the, the the series just looks so cinematic and so well done. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm so I excited. love I love how they he's kind of uh, Marvel's Batman in a way. Totally, totally. And I love how they just are nailing that vibe. And um, so far, I think it seems like they get the character, kind of like how yeah. uh, with on Netflix Daredevil, they totally understood the yes the character. So I feel yeah. pretty good about that. Yeah, I'm I'm optimistic, hopeful for sure. And I love the whole like his his whole mental struggle too. Like I always love stories like that. So yeah, yeah, super excited. Yeah, I think it's going to get pretty weird. I mean, there's some really <laughs> trippy and weird Moon Knight um, comic books out there. So I'm, I'm ready for it to get weird. Yeah, <laughs> Let's get weird. Let's get weird. What about you, man? What are you excited for? Oh, man. So, I mean, depending on the time that we release this podcast, uh, <laughs> Batman You're, will you'll be either in be theaters. in the theater or <laughs> yeah, I will be in the theaters. Um, but I am so excited for the new Batman movie. Everything yeah. I'm seeing just looks great. Um Robert Pattinson is an inspired choice on this. And it's funny because like all the Batman choices, like it's such a weird, when you first hear it, you're like, what that person? Yeah. Um, because like, Twilight? Even, like yeah, like, even, <laughs> uh, no, that's what everyone's, even people are still saying sure. that when they're watching the trailers, like, yeah, uh, they'll, they'll, the people that you're like, you don't know this happened. They're just like, wait a minute. The Twilight guys are going to be Batman. Yeah. And, but I feel like, like he's redeemed dude. himself though. You know, yeah, like he, yeah. he's come a long way since then. Yeah, his indie movies um, have been just incredible. Like um, even him in Inception was really good. Or I'm sorry, not Inception. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tenet. 
Tenet. Tenet, yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah, even Tenet, he was he was good in. Yeah, he was good in that. He was solid in yeah. that. Um, but yeah, um, he's just uh, really good. Uh, Matt Reeves, uh, just I, he gets it. Um, he wrote everything. The best part about it is he was very uncompromised in his position. Like I remember DC and um, Warner Brothers wanted him to direct the Ben Affleck movie. And he goes, no. And I, I'm a big Ben Affleck Batman fan too. Yeah. Um, and he said, no, I want to do it. My vision. I want to do it um, on my own. I want it to be wow. this. And so he wrote it by himself. He took a year Dang. to write it after. Um, like, I think he started in 2018. Um, wow. Took a year, year and a half to write it. Then he, you know, had it already. Then through COVID they had on and off a couple of times, but they finished it. Um, and it's just cool that, um, that this is finally going to be here. And the funny part is I'm going to see it uh, Monday night at IMAX. I'm going to see it Tuesday night on XD. I'm going to see it Wednesday night, um, <laughs> just regular, I think. And yeah. I think I'm going to see it the following Monday too. So Dang. Um, I'm hoping I like it. You know, I'm, I'm being yeah. extra, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being extra careful not to get like any kind of COVID or anything like that. So for sure. I thought you were just going to stop it. I'm being extra. Yeah, and I was going to agree, yeah. but you know, no, no, Hey, no, that's no judgment. That, that's part for the course for me, man. Um, and I'll, the other thing I've been doing is I've been rewatching all the Batman movies and, um, man, it's, this is a, uh, a tough thing I have put myself through because yeah. I really appreciate, I like Batman 89. Um, uh, I didn't watch the 66 Batman, uh, movie. Just, yeah. I don't know. Um, but it's crazy because. Yeah, I, but it's funny because um, even with Batman Forever and Batman um, Batman and Robin, those two are so terrible. And uh, talking about like using nostalgia the wrong way, um, yeah, because they were referencing the '66 cheesy movies, and that's all right, that right. the people like Joel Sch Schumacher um, were trying to do. Is that's that yeah. was their Batman, and I think at that point everyone was just like, "No, not we, my Batman." Know, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not my Batman. Uh, I mean, George Clooney just, just, it's just terrible. Everything's bad about it. Like, uh, even, even Batman forever isn't as bad, but like Tommy, uh, Tommy, what is Tommy it? Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is terrible. Yeah. He's just hams it up. Just <laughs> Jim Carrey. That's a, like peak Jim Carrey. Um, and he's just hammy. And it's just like, it feels like it's, they're all like villain movies. And then Batman kind of appears in them. Um, right. That almost feels like a, a parody of Batman at a certain point. It really point. does. It really does. Yeah. And, and they were just trying to go for the 66. So, right. um, yeah, so I'm, I'm getting back to the Nolan tr trilogy. So I'm, I'm getting more excited <laughs> about that. Breath of fresh yeah. air. And then I you're going to, then you're going to get uh, dark Knight rises and then it's going to go back down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, I love, I love the Ben Affleck. I'm going to actually, actually include the four hour justice league, Zack Snyder True. one. Because yeah. I feel like that's that's kind of a really good example of a Batman movie too. Yeah, he was great or in Batman that for in sure. A movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe save a uh, Friday viewing uh, slot for me. I might I might join you for one of those because awesome. uh, I, I definitely want to see it. I'm still a little little gun shy about COVID, but we'll see. Maybe by maybe by then I'll uh, I'll I'll warm up. Maybe to the it. <laughs> the next week when it's a little bit slower. Yeah. I I don't know. This might be one of those movies like. The, when Spider-Man No Way Home, I mean, God, it, it didn't slow down for like a month and a half. It's worth the risk. <laughs> it is. How did you get it COVID? Totally is. Batman. Batman gave it to Heck you? Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> kind of. <laughs> My voice is all gravelly now. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> well, on that note, um, I suppose it's a, a good time to wrap it up. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening as always and hopefully and watching. watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is something new we've, we're have we trying and it's been fun and uh, seem to have been getting pretty good reception. So yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what games or movies or uh, TV shows you know you might want us to review in the future and uh, drop us a comment, send us an email, do, do something, you know. Watch, listen. <laughs> Just do something. Make it happen. Just do something. That's our new slogan. <laughs> Just do it? I don't know. Ooh, yeah. It's got That's a nice catchy. ring to it. It's catchy. <laughs> Thank you guys, though, so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much. Peace. Bye. Thank you.